Hockey in the Sun here in Estero, Florida. Jermaine Arena, the home of the Florida Everblades of the East Coast League. And Merrimack taking on Northern Michigan in third place game of the Florida College Hockey Classic. 16th edition of this tournament. And uh, the Warriors leading Northern Michigan 2 to nothing at the end of the second period of play. This second intermission is brought to you by Merrimack Graduate School. Merrimack Graduate Studies. At Merrimack, you can earn your master's degree in as little as one year. Choose from graduate programs in business, education, engineering, health sciences, criminology, and so much more. Visit merrimack.edu backslash graduate today for all the details. I'm Mike Mackin with John Leahy, and big surprise, we, we get to welcome Nancy Maripis Burrow from, formerly retired now from the Boston Globe, longtime sports writer uh, for the Globe, now down here, living down here in Florida, and uh, uh, I have to imagine you're enjoying it. I'm jealous. I am enjoying it. It's what's not to love, right? I mean, it's been the average uh, temperature since I got down here has been about 82 degrees every day, so it's oh, terrible. I know it is. It's very, very tough to take, but somebody got to do it. And you're here tonight because, well, first of all, how, how far do you live from here? Uh, about 40 minutes. Uh, 40 minutes north, uh, Lake Susie. So it's really nice community. It's a golf community. So my husband can play five days a week, and uh, it's only two-tenths of a mile from the house. So it's it's a nice setup. And um, and I get to cover hockey uh, for uh, USCHO.com today. So I'm working for Jimmy Connolly and covering the uh, the game. So it's, it's really nice to be back in the rink. Yeah, you were at the games last night. That's where we saw you. Ran into uh, saw, saw a few other people. Grant Stanbrook was here, uh, longtime assistant at Maine. He was up in the press box. Saw Toot Cahoon down here as well. Uh, it's uh, almost like a reunion of uh, the you know Boston uh, area or New England area hockey people. A lot of transplants down here. You know, a lot of hockey people. I mean, I've met people from uh, Wisconsin. So you can this in Chicago, and I mean, there's plenty of people to talk hockey with down here because there's so many people from New England and um, a lot of hockey fans down here, which is, is, is really nice. It was a nice surprise. You know, before you retired, uh, honored with the Joe Cannon Award, Media Award from Hockey East, tremendous honor, uh, very well deserved. How, how many years have you been covering uh, college hockey? Um, let's see, my last year on the beat with the Bruins was 2005-06, so 10 years. And uh, down here covering this uh, this tournament as well, uh, you saw the games yesterday. Uh, how much have you seen of this game uh, and, and th thoughts on what you've seen through two periods here? Um, it's weird. I would have thought kind of the opposite because where Merrimack played um, later, you know, that, that, that uh, Northern Michigan would have a little bit more uh, pep, but they they seem tired or something more. The Warriors have really picked it up because it's really been one-sided here. Yeah, I mean, I figured both teams going to come into this game uh, with something to prove uh, off of what happened yesterday. Uh, Northern Michigan playing a pretty good Cornell team, losing 5-2. to two. Uh, Merrimack getting shut out by Colorado College 3-0, to nothing, but it seemed like, if anything, you know, Merrimack maybe uh, the, the, the team that has proven a little bit more at least through 40 minutes. Yeah, definitely. And I think what happened with them a little bit yesterday, too, was, you know, every time they'd get a little bit of momentum, they'd take a penalty, and, and then it kind of gets sucked out of them. So, um, you know, today I think a little bit more discipline, a little bit more flow. Uh, I think it's tough, too, coming out of the break. You're going to be a little bit rusty. It takes a little bit of time to, to kind of find your legs, and I think they look like they've kind of found theirs today. And uh, the game you saw yesterday, Cornell and Northern Michigan, we're going to see Cornell again next week. Uh, it's been a couple of months since Merrimack and Cornell first faced off, or 
earlier this season, a 3-2 win from Merrimack up in North Andover, but uh, kind of a different situation as compared to that Cornell's first game then, and now they've had uh, a couple of months under their belt. They're a different team. Uh, what did you see from Cornell last week? Well, I thought they were pretty steady. I, I, you know, I know they've had some ups and downs during the course of the season, which is going to happen with most teams, but um, but they looked, they looked like they were playing as a team. They looked as if um, their defense was in the flow of the offense, and I, I thought they played pretty well. I, I was pretty impressed with the goaltending. I think he made some really tough saves. Made it look a little easy, but but I thought he made some saves that uh, that maybe other guys wouldn't have made. Uh, Jeff Kubiak, I know, returned to the lineup for them last night. He played in that first game against Merrimack. Uh, it was his, his first time back uh, after uh, missing really all the preseason for them, and then ended up missing the next 10 games. But yeah, I think you could see last night, at least in a little bit of the game that I saw, he makes a big difference for them when he's out there on the ice. Oh, he gives them a giant boost. And I know, you know, when you come back from that long of a layoff, it's going to be really, really short shifts. You know, get some wind back and then go back out there. And you saw, you know, he, he looked like he tired more as the game wore along, which is natural uh, being out that long. But um, he gives them a serious, serious boost. Uh, thoughts, I guess, then on what Merrimack might need to do next weekend. Uh, you know, they've got one more period to go here. Uh, you know, maybe a period plus we'll see at any rate. Uh, the next team on the docket is Cornell. Uh, based on what you've seen from Cornell and what you've seen from Merrimack, what are they going to need to do next week? Well, I think it's similar. Like, I had a nice long talk with Mark last night. Uh, it was great to see him. And um, one of the things he was talking about was, you know, guys aren't throwing pucks to the net because there's nobody there. And that's something that they really need to remedy is, is you make sure you get the pucks to the net, make sure you get the bodies to the net. You know, it doesn't matter. It doesn't have to be pretty. Um, it, it can be as ugly as pie as long as it goes in. And I think, you know, that's one of those things that they're doing better today, and I think he wants to have them even do better next weekend. Uh, and I think that's a big deal for them. Uh, you, you covered hockey for such a long time, uh, professional hockey, college hockey. Yeah, first of all, college hockey, best player that you saw? Best player I've ever seen? Well, let's say best player that you saw in college hockey. Well, I, I think Jack Eichel was really a treat to watch. Um, but, you know, I remember Stefan when he played for Merrimack and, and how gifted he was. Um, so, I mean, I don't know. There's been so many different ones BC's had, you know, Nate Gerby, and um, it's, it's, it's kind of hard. I know, so I apologize for putting you on the spot. <laughs> it, it's, well, it's hard because, you know, every team's had their shining star that's kind of come through. Providence, obviously, has had theirs. And, you know, some of the goaltenders, you know, it's apples and oranges, obviously, with the skaters versus the goaltenders. But, you know, we've seen some fantastic goaltenders from Lowell, um, you know, Connor Hellebuck. And um, it's, it's boy, it's, it's, it's a longer list than I'm probably able to give you right now. And then how about uh, pro hockey? How long were you covering the Bruins, and, and, and what are your memories of that time? Uh, well, I was a beat writer for 16 years, so, uh, but then I covered them in the playoffs, you know, every spring. So, um, you know, I, I have great affection for Ray Bork because Ray was such a gentleman and such a good person to deal with and, you know, and, and just relentless and, and never got tired. I mean, I used to just really admire his stamina. It was, he was like nobody else I ever saw. And, you know, uh, having the privilege to cover someone like Adam Oates, who's such a gifted passer and, a, you know, just, you know, had eyes in the back of his head. I mean, just some of those guys, Cam Neely in his prime was, was really something to behold. So um, I was just really lucky to, to cover them during a really good good period of time with some really, really good guys. And maybe any players on the other teams that maybe, uh, you know, 
surprised you, or, you know, in the way that they were or anything like that? Well, I mean, you know, you look at someone like a Marc Messier, who's just really a, a real unbelievable presence when he's out there. Um, Steve Eisenman, you know, another guy similar to Ray in the sense that he led by example, and now he's, you know, leading a front office. And um, So seeing a lot of the guys that, that I covered when they were players, you know, sort of manning front offices and coaching and things like that has been... I, I think one of the, my favorite players to, to talk to, uh, who was, I won't say misunderstood, he was totally despised by everybody, was... Dale Hunter, and he's just—he's just such a different guy off the ice than, than he was on the ice. And um, but some of those guys, are, you know, Claude Lemieux was a different guy off the ice. So there were a lot of a lot of guys that were sort of enigmatic when they played, but off the ice, it was kind of like you were talking to someone completely different. All right, third period coming up here at uh, Jermaine Arena. Merrimack leads Northern Michigan two to nothing. Uh, what do you what do you see for this third period coming up? Well, I think Merrimack just needs to you know just really put a step on their neck. I mean, you know, don't let them get a whiff. I mean, because two to one is a very different game than two to nothing. So I think if if Merrimack can get one early, you know, it's going to be lights out for them. But they just they just can't. Don't step back. Don't sit back. Don't don't be anything other than relentless. Well, Nancy, it's great to see you. We certainly appreciate it. Glad to, to see that you're, uh, you know, enjoying uh, life down here in Florida, as you should. Uh, thanks for all your great, great coverage over the years. We certainly appreciate it joining us as well. Uh, John, John and I want to thank you very much. We appreciate it. Well, thank you, guys. You guys are total pros, and it's always been a pleasure. <laughs> thank you. That's Nancy Mayor from uh, now covering for Ostro.com, USCHO.com, covering this week, and uh, really enjoying life down here in Florida as life should be. That is our second intermission report. The score at the end of two periods is Merrimack 2, Northern Michigan nothing. We'll be back with more right after this. This is Warrior Hockey.